The good news is that you don't need to sit down and read the Bible from cover to cover in one massive chunk. All you need to do is read it one bit at a time. G'day everyone, my name is Mark Schroeder and welcome to Schroeder's Bible Bits. I'm a college chaplain and my job is to teach children and youth the wonderful truths that are found in God's Word, the Bible. I speak at chapels, at youth services, at church services, I teach at kids clubs and lunchtime Bible groups. Uh, At all of these places, I always teach from the Bible because I'm convinced that from the Bible, we get to learn about God and how He has loved us and how He has saved us through Jesus. Tune in and continue to learn about Jesus for yourself, not in one chunk, but bit by bit. G'day everyone, welcome back to another podcast today for Schroeder's Bible Bits. Um, Here's another chapel devotion today uh, that I've recorded during our COVID lockdown, um, and it's on Revelation um, chapters 4 to 7, although I only spend my time um, mainly with chapter 7 verses 13 to 17. Um, That little section is cool little like a movie trailer sort of a moment where we get a bit of a glimpse into the hope that's to come. Um, and, and when I talk about us, I'm talking about those of us who have washed our robes in the blood of Jesus. It's a wonderful picture for us and something that should inspire us as we take on the challenges of our day and the turmoil and the terror even that we might face. Um, because of Jesus, we've got such great hope. I hope you enjoy this next little Bible bit on Revelation. G'day everyone, welcome to chapel today. Uh, well, uh, what I've got here, I don't know if you maybe do the same thing, I've got my Apple TV up there on the telly and, and I'm just scrolling through on YouTube and looking at some of the different movie trailers that are coming out. Um, I love going to the movies, I don't know if you do too, you probably do, I mean it's something many of us like to do is go to the movies. Um, and of course during this COVID lockdown time we can't really do much of it. Um, but what I do like to do, and often I'll sit here in the lounge and I'll just, I'll just scroll through trailer after trailer after trailer just looking and seeing what are the movies that are coming up soon. Um, there's a movie that's coming up on, I watched that, that, um, that one put out by Disney about the River Cruise one, it's got the rock in it. Um, there's a movie called Dune which is coming out. I, I like to sit down and, and watch these trailers and get a little bit of a glimpse of what the movie's going to be like. Uh, I like it that you can even uh, get a glimpse of what the movie's going to be like and in a non-COVID world, right, you can even go ahead and, and pre-book your tickets so that you can get advanced screenings or, or you can get there to the movies if the movie's even showing. You go, I like that trailer, let's get my ticket now and you get your phone out and you click, click, click through and, and, and you go ahead and, and you, you buy the ticket for the movie so that you can go and watch it. Of course, we know that trailers are designed to give us a small taste of what the movie's going to be like. It's meant to stir in us some sort of excitement and anticipation to fuel our hope that the movie's going to be good and it's going to meet all of our expectations. Well, today, we're going to continue thinking about the book of Revelation in this little chapel devotion now. Uh, hopefully, in House Tudor, you've been able to read um, some of Revelation together uh, and you've been able to read much of some of the chunk of what I'm going to be talking about today. I'm going to, I'm going to try and focus in on a little section in chapter 7, but hopefully, you've been able to read some more of that from chapter 4 through to even chapter 8. 
um, and, and you might have a bit of an understanding of what I'm talking about from your own reading. Uh, if you haven't, I want to encourage you, maybe you might like to stop this video now and to read that section for yourself and get the imagery in your head from this part of Revelation. It's quite a vivid, vivid picture uh, that we get here uh, from Revelation. Um, so, so let's look at it now, uh, Revelation, um, and we're going to be flicking through, uh, but we're going to be focusing in on Revelation chapter 7, verses 14 to 17. So even if you've got your Bible there, why don't you grab it out, because we will read it later on uh, and get a bit of an idea um, of, of what we're going to learn from this part of Revelation together. All right, now, if you look at Revelation chapter 4 and, and you read on, what you're going to see is a whole bunch of pictures. Uh, now, remember, when we read Revelation, we don't want to read it like it's a puzzle that we need to solve and to figure out. Instead, we've got to read this book like it's a, a children's picture book. It's giving us lots and lots of different pictures to help us to understand a bigger idea about something else. And, and so in this part of the Bible, we see a very vivid picture that's painted. Uh, and it includes all kinds of things. It includes the very throne room of heaven, and we see the throne of God, and we see God hand over a scroll, and out of that scroll comes all kinds of other vivid images. Uh, and actually, tragically, what we see is the vivid imagery unfolds, and we see a really hectic time on earth, like super, super hectic. Uh, there's all kinds of crazy things that go on here in the Bible in Revelation. As you read it, you might see that there are four different horses that come into the screen, onto the picture in front of us. And we see four different horses and four different horsemen. And as they come out and they gallop through the earth, all kinds of terrible things happen in the world. It's a, quite a nightmarish sort of an image, actually. We see here that these horsemen take peace, they bring conquest, and ultimately, sadly, they bring lots and lots of death. It's, it's a little bit of a nightmarish sort of a horror movie that's being painted here as we see many, many people tragically die and even the whole world get destroyed. In this picture, we see things like earthquakes. We see the sun get blackened out. We see the moon turns red. We see stars fall out of the sky. We see mountains be removed. And because of all of this tragedy, all of this turmoil, all of these terrible things that are happening, uh, we see how people hide in caves to try and escape this terrible moment that's unfolding. In Revelation chapter 4 to 7, uh, what we read in this book is a very grim picture indeed. It's a very sad picture. And in many ways, I think that as I read this, I can't help but see how it describes the brokenness of the world that we live in today. Now, we live in quite a broken world, don't we? All kinds of turmoil and tyranny unfolds in this world. The picture that's painted here is sort of like a hand-drawn manga comic of terrible things that go on in the world, generally speaking. We see all kinds of horrible things happen in this world, unfortunately. And, and we know theologically, we know that the Bible teaches us that these terrible things happen because our world is not perfect. Our world has been maimed by sin. Sin has ruined all of the very good that God intended for everything. And so we can't help but look at these images here and even look out at the world around us and go, where is the hope? Where can I find hope when there's so much terror and turmoil? When there's so much tyranny, when there's so many tears being shed by so many people, where is this hope? Where can I find it? Well, actually, 
I think the hope that we're going to find is in chapter 7. And this is sort of like this movie trailer, like the movie trailer that that we might look on Apple TV or scroll through in our phones. Uh, In chapter 7, we see a bit of a movie trailer of the hope that there is for those people who would trust in Jesus. So grab your Bibles now um, and have a look, right? And and listen as I read from Revelation chapter 7, verse 14 through to verse 17. And think, where is the hope amidst this terror and tyranny? Where is the hope amidst the, the turmoil and the tears? Here's what it says. Then one of the elders asked me, those in white robes that I can see, who are they? And where did they come from? I answered, Sir, you know. And he said, These are they who have come out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore, they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in the temple. And he who sits on the throne will shelter them with his presence. Never again will they hunger. Never again will they thirst. The sun will not beat down on them, nor any scorching heat. For the lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. He will lead them to springs of living water, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. I wonder if you picked up where the hope is amidst this terror and tyranny. Where is the hope amongst the tears and the turmoil here? Did you see that the hope is for those people who wash their robes in the blood of the Lamb. Now, when the Bible talks about the blood of the Lamb, it's talking about Jesus, isn't it? Jesus, when he dies on the cross, Jesus is the sacrificial Lamb who came as a sacrifice for our sins. And if we wash in Jesus' blood, metaphorically, of course, if we wash our sin in the blood of the Lamb, well, the promise is that we will be forgiven from our sin. And so, because we're forgiven, we avoid great terror and tyranny. We avoid great turmoil. We avoid many, many tears. The Bible says here that there's great hope for a great multitude that is standing there. We actually notice that there's a great multitude that no one can count. If you go back a few verses and look at chapter 7, verse 9, John looks and he sees before him a great multitude that no one could count from every tribe, nation, people and language standing before the throne and before the Lamb and they're wearing white robes and they're holding palm branches in their hands. Waving palm branches, this is like waving a victory flag. Wearing white robes means that you're cleaned from all sin. Here's this great picture of victory. A great picture that brings freshness and a calming breath amidst such great anxiety and turmoil. Remember earlier on in this passage, you read about these horsemen and riders that cruise through the earth and bring great trouble. But here, what contrast we have. Did you see there in verse 15? It says that these people who are standing before, in, before God in their white robes, it says they are before the throne of God and they will serve him day and night in his temple. These guys get to serve God with God in his temple. Day and night they do it, all day long. This is great. We're in the very presence of God. And it says there that he will shelter them with his presence. To be sheltered by his presence is extraordinary. Imagine being sheltered from the trouble of this world by God every day and every night. That's the image that's being painted here for us. 
In verse 16, it even goes a little bit further and gives us more of this picture of hope and says that never again will they, those that are robed in white, who have washed their robes in the blood of the Lamb, never again will they hunger, never again will they thirst. The sun will not beat down on them, nor even the scorching heat. I hate sunburn. I hate hunger. I hate thirst. All those sorts of things that you feel when you're hungry and thirsty and hot, they're terrible things. They're so oppressive. But that will never be the case if we're with Jesus. In the end, if we stick with Jesus, we will never hunger, never thirst, never be sunburnt, never get heat stroke. And then finally in verse 17, it says that the lamb, that's Jesus, he will be their shepherd. What a great picture again of protection and comfort and care. Jesus is the great shepherd who leads us. And it says here that he leads those who have washed their robes in springs or to springs of living water. And finally, he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Broughton, can you see here that in the, in the midst of the turmoil of this world and amidst the brokenness that sin brings to life, that there is hope? Like I get it, right? Life is hard. Life is really hard. There's all kinds of terrible things that happen in this world. And in many cases, COVID has made life even harder and particularly even harder for you young people. The monotony that you guys are facing as you get up every day to do your online learning and learn from home, that's tough. But even though life is hard, even though COVID is sucking the life out of so many things and leaving us feeling hungry and thirsty and leaving us with tears maybe running down our face, the hope is that if we wash our robes in the blood of Jesus, if we trust in Jesus and his death on the cross for us to take away our sins, that we will find shelter, that we will find rest, that we will find the very presence of God. This is great hope in a world that is filled with terror and turmoil and tears. Now, after watching a trailer on Apple TV or on your phone, uh, one of the cool things is that you can pick up your computer or your device or whatever and you can order tickets. And you can order tickets to go and watch the movie and see it in all its glory and in all of its fullness. Well, the thing is, after seeing this trailer here today, after seeing this trailer of what life is going to be like for those people who stick with Jesus, who are found standing with Him in the end, and it's going to be so wonderful. After seeing this trailer, you can actually buy a ticket for this moment. You can buy a ticket for this moment because one day we will stand before God. One day he will come back and we've got to be ready for that day. And so I want to ask you, like I ask you so many times, maybe today will be the day when you choose to put your hope in Jesus. When you choose to accept the fact that Jesus has washed us from our sins and you can put your hope in him to bring shelter and comfort, to remove all hunger and thirst, to wipe away your tears and to give you, we put it, like this, to give you eternal life, to live with God forever. This is the hope that we have. Now, if you're a Christian, I want to encourage you, stand firm in this hope. Keep on living in the hope that you have in Jesus. But if you're not yet a Christian, like I said, maybe today is the day. Maybe today is the day that you choose to put your hope in Jesus and to find rest and comfort today.
in the stresses that life gives to us. I really mean it when I say that I hope you're having a good day today. And I hope that you have a really good day as you continue in your learning. I'm certainly praying for you uh, and uh, I'm going to pray for you now as you go about whatever you're about to do in your day today. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you for this day and we thank you that today we're able to get a little bit of a glimpse into what is coming for us if we put our hope in Jesus who washes away our sin. We thank you for the hope that is in Jesus, that because of Jesus we can find shelter, because of Jesus we can look forward to a day when we will never hunger, thirst or cry. Lord, I pray today that you would help us to put our hope in Jesus because of this little glimpse that we have been given from Revelation today. Lord, I pray today that as these students do their work, as they carefully do the jobs that they have, that they will put their hope in Jesus. In your name I pray. Amen. See you, everyone. Have a good day. Thanks for listening, everyone. You can get in contact with me via Twitter at MRK Schroeder or on the Anchor app, you can actually leave a voice message. I'd love you to do that and I might include it in the next podcast. Catch you later.